It is time to dig deep with Stacy and Stacy, a podcast for anyone hungry for God and willing to tackle today's relevant issues with authentic conversations inspired by Holy Scripture, prayer, and devotion to the sacraments. Hosted by two Texas gals who went to the same country Baptist church as little girls, had crazy lives, and found each other again decades later as Catholic convert wives and moms. Get ready, y'all. They're fixing to get real. Hi, I'm Stacy Farquharson. And I'm Stacy Trisankos. Today is October 5th, Wednesday of the 27th week in Ordinary Time. This is episode 18 of season two of the Stacy and Stacy podcast. Welcome today. We're so glad you can join us. We're going to turn the rest of this week towards a theme of prayer. Yeah. Today, um, we want to talk about uh, praying out loud. I keep saying that Stacy, one of the one of the aspects of her friendship that I'm so grateful for is that she will pray out loud whenever I need her. I have called her before and like, you know, my daughter's about to go in the hospital and my husband and I don't really feel comfortable praying out loud because we're afraid we'll say something stupid. And it's really <laughs> critical right now that we get this right. Could you just, could you just pray out loud for us? And like, she's that kind of friend who will drop everything and just do it. And I mean, 30 minutes later, we're just like <laughs> still going. <laughs> And you prayed. She prayed up and like that is I value that so much. And I thought today that I would ask Stacy a little bit about how she does that. Like I'm amazed at how you know what to say, um, how you just I can tell when you're praying, you just open your heart to God and you're just letting that grace and those words mm-hmm. flow through. And it's very hard for me to do that because I'm competing with myself. Instead of just being open to grace, I'm like, is this going to sound dumb? Is this going to sound dumb? Is this going to hurt your daughter's faith because you're going to say something totally ridiculous? (laughs) And Mm. No, like I'm I'm not confident to pray out loud. And so I thought Stacy could give us some pointers for that and alongside St. Thomas Aquinas. So we'll... We'll talk to Stacy Farquharson and we'll hear from St. Thomas Aquinas on praying out loud after she does the prayer and scripture for today, this Wednesday of the 27th week in ordinary time. Take it over, Stacy. Okay. All right. Let's pray and we'll get started. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Lord, we will bless you at all times. Lord, I just ask that you fill us with your peace today. Give us that peace that passes all understanding, that peace that we can have in the midst of the storms that we face. And Lord, as always, we ask that you open the eyes of our understanding, that we would comprehend your scriptures. Give us those fresh eyes to see you and ears to hear you. Mother Mary, pray for us. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, amen. Amen. Okay, as always, I encourage you to grab your Bible and read the scripture, spend some time with the Lord today. So today's reading is in Galatians, and I'm just going to read through it, and then I'm going to point out the one specific area that really spoke to me. Okay, it says, Brothers and sisters, after 14 years, I again went up to Jerusalem with Barnabas, taking Titus along also. I went up in accord with the revelation. 
and I presented to them the gospel that I preached to the Gentiles, but privately to those of repute, so that I might not be running or have run in vain. On the contrary, when they saw that I had been entrusted with the gospel to the uncircumcised, just as Peter to the circumcised, for the one who worked in Peter for an apostolate to the circumcised work also in me for the Gentiles. And when they recognized the grace bestowed upon me, James and Cephas and John, who were reputed to be pillars, gave me and Barnabas their right hands in partnership, that we should go to the Gentiles and they to the circumcised. Only we were to be mindful of the poor, which is the very thing I was eager to do. And when Cephas came to Antioch, I opposed him to his face because he clearly was wrong. For until some people came from James, he used to eat with the Gentiles. But when they came, he began to draw back and separated himself because he was afraid of the circumcised. And the rest of the Jews acted hypocritically along with him, with the result that even Barnabas was carried away by their hypocrisy. But when I saw that they were not on the right road in line with the truth of the gospel, I said to Cephas in front of all, if you, though a Jew, are living like a Gentile and not like a Jew, how can you compel the Gentiles to live like Jews? Okay, so that's the reading for today. And one, one part of it just really spoke to me and really convicted me. If you, though a Jew, are living like a Gentile and not like a Jew, how can you compel the Gentiles to live like Jews? Immediately, my mind went to putting me in that scripture. If you, Stacy, who claim to be Catholic, a Christian, one who loves Jesus, are living like the rest of the world and not like a Christian, a Catholic, one who loves Jesus, then how can you compel the world to live like a Catholic, like a Christian, like one who loves Jesus? Oh, when I say living like the rest of the world, I, mean, I know that looks different for all of us. But we might just do a heart, heart, heart check to see if there's anything in our lives that we need to address. Is there any area of our lives that when someone else looks at us, they would question our walk with God? I heard someone say one time that if you were on trial for being a Christian or a Catholic, would there be enough evidence to convict you? Hmm. Something to think about. I know we talked yesterday um, about worries, and yeah. but I honestly struggle with being overwhelmed and worried. And the reason I don't want this in my life is because it doesn't produce good fruit. The reading today really spoke to me because it really it just made me think that one line just really made me think because I go every Sunday and receive my Lord and my God in the Holy Eucharist. I talk about hitting my knees, walking it out, standing strong in the midst of the storms. I honestly feel like the Lord tells me time and time again, over and over, just trust me, trust me. Yet I still struggle with worries, insecurities, doubt, fear. I, I feel like I'm I feel like I'm supposed to talk about this today because many of us are yeah. feeling so I don't think I'm the only one. Um, you know, some days I just walk around. It's like I'm in a battle and I just I'm just saying over and over. I trust you, Lord. I trust you, Lord. I trust you, Lord. I have to put my armor on. And that's something else I want to talk about one day soon is is our the armor of God that we put on. But I want more than anything. Here's the deal. I want more than anything for my children to see something different in me. I mean, yes, I want the world, you know, I want the world to see something different. But I I think about my children. 
I want them to see me walking out my faith and not just talking about it. I want them to see me trusting God during the hard times and not just telling them to do it. I want to produce good fruit. A tree is known by its fruit. We talked about that in a previous podcast, and I want to produce good fruit. And and I guess the train. So this scripture did jump out at me this morning, but this started a few days ago because um, my husband got home one night last week and I was in one of my frenzies. I was just worried and overwhelmed. And he said something to me that just arrested me. I mean, it just stopped me in my tracks. He said, where's that girl I heard on the podcast? (laughs) Ouch. Yeah. I mean, I was like, (laughs) I mean, I immediately had to tell the Lord I was sorry. I had to pray, reel myself back in. I don't want to produce that kind of fruit. Praise the Lord. I have a husband that will pray over me and, you know, talk me off the ledge, but I don't want that kind of fruit. I don't want my daughter to see me with that kind of fruit hanging on my branches. Sometimes kids tend to pick our fruit. You know, I mean, I remember when those of you that have newborns or little ones, if you're stressed out, you can see them getting stressed out. I mean, it affects our bodies physically. I remember when I was nursing, I couldn't even produce milk if I was all stressed out. So it affects us. Your babies can sense it. Your children can sense it. Kids tend to pick our fruit. And as mothers, wives, and and women, we create the atmosphere in our homes. If we're stressed out and not at peace, how are we to create an atmosphere atmosphere of peace for our families? I mean, that's what I want to be able to do. I want people to walk into my home and feel a peaceful environment. I want them to feel a peaceful atmosphere. I want them to feel warm, welcomed, and at peace when they walk into my home. And I want people to be able to come over unannounced and I don't have to prepare that atmosphere. Oh my goodness, they're coming. Okay, let's pray. Let's put some praise <laughs> music on. Let's, you know, I want I want it to be just the norm. So I was really convicted when reading this, and I just wanted to share this with you. I, I want my family and friends to be able to say, mom in public is mom in private. Yeah. That's huge. Because at home, we get really comfortable and we let down our hair and we take off our fake eyelashes. (laughs) You even do that at retreats. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, you know, in our own home, this is, this is our little cave. This is where we're comfortable. And, but, you know, we've said a hundred times, we're not responsible. We don't get to choose the race that we run, but we do get to choose how we run it. I mean, we are responsible for ourselves and how we walk things out, Yeah, how we respond to things and not just react. And honestly, I'll, I mean, I tend to be a reactor when I haven't spent time with Jesus. Ooh, good. Not mighty. I can react, <laughs> but I really do see a difference. I really, really do see a difference when I spend time with Jesus. I'm, I may still react a little bit, but I recognize it quicker and I pull it right back in. But when I haven't spent time with Jesus, goodness gracious. <laughs> but I just 
do what I haven't seen this side of you though, Stacey. It's just like, I, I feel like yeah. I, I react quicker instead of just responding to a situation, I, I will kind of react to it. And I don't yeah. like that. It's just yeah. something I don't like. It's just when I read this scripture today, it just, like I said, it spoke to me, it convicted me and it made me think, you know, I want to have a good witness and, yeah. you know, I want to make sure that I don't react the, in the wrong way. Yeah. I mean, again, we're just responsible for the atmosphere we create. We create. We we can even change the atmosphere. Like if we come home and it's there's an uproar, the kids are arguing, whatever's going on, we can even change the atmosphere mm -hmm. when we come in the door. And, you know, I pray over Pat when he goes into a meeting, he'll call me and he'll say, hey, I'm about to go into this meeting. And I pray that the Lord, you know, meet him there, that the Holy Spirit go in and create an atmosphere where Pat has favor with everyone. And I just pray over him for that. He can change the atmosphere when he walks into that room because right. he walks in with Jesus. And, you know, but <laughs> we can do that. We can we can. Yeah. We can change the atmosphere. We have that superpower as moms, right? As we do. It's like when you have a toddler, like I, 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 I use a similar analogy with my teenage girls a lot because I have four teenage daughters right now. And, and I'm always telling them you don't want to react. This is, I mean, this is psychology. You don't want to react because you're, your um, prefrontal cortex is all firing, <laughs> firing neurons and like when, when you're in a state of fear of, mm -hmm. of fight or flight, you are reacting to a perceived danger or something that's making you anxious and you're reacting and you're going to either fight or you're going to run away right? right. because you're trying to protect yourself. It's a physiological reaction to fear. And so I'm telling my daughters, like, don't try to settle. You can't. You can't come up with a good solution. You can't settle. You can't solve your problem when you're like that. You can't solve your problem by reacting. You've mm -hmm. got to let your glitter settle. You've got to let those neurons stop firing. And you mm -hmm. got to let the reasoning part, you know, your reason come back through. You got to let your brain calm down. And then with your intellect and your spirit, you've got to, you've got to reason this through and you got to respond. Mm -hmm. But you're not going to respond while your your glitter's not settled. You're, you're not going to be able to respond. So I, I tell them to calm down. And it's the very same thing. It's the very same thing as when we have temper tantrum throwing toddlers. Mm -hmm. And and some and like I always remind myself, when you got a to toddler throwing a tantrum on the floor, because I also have one of those right now, too, a granddaughter. Mm -hmm. Do does the mom get down on the floor and throw a fit next to the toddler? Like what mm -hmm. happens if we do that? We know that if if we start screaming and yelling and throwing a fit and we get on the floor and we throw a tantrum with the toddler, the toddler does not calm down. The toddler mm -hmm. gets worse. That's right. And so That's what right. the toddler needs to see us do is speak calmly. That's right. Like I've, I've seen this, I've been here, done that. I've seen tant temper tantrums before. That's what I tell my granddaughter. I've seen temper tantrums before for 30 years. I've been doing this. You're not going to show me anything I haven't seen before. Just let me know when you're done and I'll hold you. And like 30 seconds later, she's in my arms, you know? Wow. So it, it, she did like what you say with Pat walking into the room can change things. We do do that. Yeah. It's a very grown up thing to do. Yeah. I mean, when you were saying that, I was thinking there's a verse in Proverbs that says a gentle answer turns away wrath. You know, some, when someone is angry and, and throwing a fit or whatever, whether it be a toddler, whether it be a teenager, whether it be me, a uh -huh. gentle word, you know, being kind and gentle 
will turn away wrath. And so yeah. um, that's so true. And and when you say let your let your um, glitter settle, I love that because <laughs> because I mean that's what I'm talking about. Is if I'm frustrated, flustered, overwhelmed, scared, insecure, nervous, all these emotions that I know we all have at one time or another. Mm -hmm. But the thing is, is if I let them lead me, if I let them control me, then I may not respond in love to my daughter. Like mm -hmm. she may come out of her room and ask me a very simple question. And I've got all this angst inside me, in my mind. I'm going a hundred different directions inside, on the inside. And she asked me something and I give her a short answer. Mm -hmm. And then that's what I'm talking about. I have to turn around and say, oh, no, honey, I'm sorry. Yeah. Look, I may have to look her in the eye and make her know that I'm I'm there in that moment with her. And so I don't want I want to always be in that moment with them mm -hmm. and not react inappropriately. Yeah. It's, but it's hard to do. It is. It but, is. There, but there I mean, and I, I wanted to talk today about prayer, Stacy, because I, I want to get, I want you to share with us how you do it. Um, because, because that has been like, like my husband and I are not people who are very comfortable, um, outwardly praying and, and that's maybe a good thing to explore. Like I'm, I'm comfortable re reciting a rote prayer, Mm -hmm. I'm not even comfortable in confession. I still have to take it. The, the, I still have to take the prayer in with me because I get so nervous in confession, but the act of contrition, I do mm -hmm. have it memorized. I just, I forget everything when I'm in confession. Um, but my husband and I are very good at praying rote prayers with the family, but something you do, Stacy, and I, and I'm sure that it's something you learn to do as a Protestant. Mm -hmm. And it's something I don't hear a lot of Catholics do, um, except like Bishop Strickland, like Bishop Strickland, you, you were you, the way you pray reminds me of the way he prays out loud. He can just he can just go on and on and on with the most beautiful words and they're just coming to him. And and like I couldn't do that because my mind would be competing with my mouth. I'd be like, that was stupid. That sounded stupid. That yeah. didn't sound very good. You didn't sound very holy there. And and I and I, I stopped my own self. So this is something I want to grow in. Mm. And. And I want you to think about some tips you're going to give us. But first, I want to, I go, my go-to is St. Thomas Aquinas. Like, I think I've mentioned him every episode now for over a week. I, this is really seriously where I go because I like how he's formulaic in his advice to us. Um, but he, he actually answers this question. So I'm going to, I'm going to go through what he says real quick, Stacey. And then I want you to tell us some tips on, on how to pray out loud and not sound <laughs> no, because I, I do try to do it more. Um, like I can't just call you every time I need to pray out loud with my kids. Uh, okay. <laughs> but um, but it, it means a lot to me that I can call you when I need to for that. And you do drop everything and pray. But here's what St. Thomas Aquinas says. Should He takes up the question, should our prayer be vocal? And his answer, like many things, is yes, it depends. It it should be vocal if it increases our devotion. If if it is actually helping us try to show our adoration and our, our love for God more. So obviously in group prayer, it has to be vocal. If you're at mass, the priest has to pray out loud. If you're gathering outside mm -hmm. Planned Parenthood and praying the rosary, somebody has to pray out loud. So group prayers require us to actually say the words. But he was mm -hmm. specifically talking about individual prayer. 
If prayer is an act of religion, reuniting us with God, and religion is a part of justice, the surrendering of our minds to God in reverence and praise, then the first thing we have to have, we cannot practice authentic justice and, and authentic prayer unless we're really having our hearts attuned to God, unless we really are intending in our hearts to praise God. So even if you are praying out loud and you're just mumbling the words and you're not thinking about them, that is not praying correctly. So the first thing has to be in our hearts. And God knows what's in our hearts. Mm -hmm. If you're just driving down the road and you want to pray out loud, that's okay. But what if you're laying in bed or driving down the road and you just want to talk to God? You can do it in your mind. But St. Thomas encourages us, even in those moments alone, say it out loud. Talk to God, your father, out loud. If you're losing your temper with your children and you're trying with all your might to stay calm and you seek the peace of Christ before whom you would be ashamed to indulge in such an outburst, say it out loud in front of your children. Say, God, please bring me peace so that I can be the mom I need to be right now. Mm -hmm. If you're suffering and you're laying in bed and you're crying and, and, you're, and you're in pain because of illness or you're in pain because of emotional turmoil, cry out to Jesus. Say, I mean, the Psalms say that. Cry out to, to Jesus. Cry out to God to the Holy Spirit to sustain mm -hmm. you. If you're doing laundry, if you're knitting, if you're splitting firewood, you can talk to Mary out loud, your friend, the mother of God, and ask for her intercession. Mm -hmm. If you're agonizing over a decision, you can voice a prayer to a saint. So there's all kinds of ways that we can pray out loud. But St. Thomas says, only do that if saying the words out loud, help us raise our minds to God. Because prayer is first an act of reason and will. Like we have to reason intellectually that we want to pray. We want to conform our will to God's. We want to do God's will. And then we have and then we move our will. And we and our act of worship is something that we owe God. So we're praying because we owe it to God. And he says when we do pray with our mind, we're trying, like what you say, say Stacey, to open our eyes of understanding. He calls it apprehension. We're mm -hmm. seeking apprehension. We're seeking to lay hold with our mind, to comprehend, to learn the will of God. Mm -hmm. And so prayer has to be an ascent of the mm -hmm. mind. And then if we also, if we're granting ascent of the mind to God in our prayer and our affection, if we also voice our prayers out loud to add to it, you know, like I'm trying so hard with my mind to as grant ascent to the truths of faith and to adoration of you, God. And you also find that when you voice the words too, you're just, St. Thomas says, it's like you're giving more of yourself. You're giving more of your body. You're doing more to show God. That's totally appropriate. Yeah. At the same time, don't ever pray out loud just to show off. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Don't pray out loud to show off. Don't pray out loud if you're just not feeling it at the moment. If it's not mm -hmm. going to excite an interior devotion, you don't have to pray out loud. So that's what he says. Like you can pray interiorly with a strong devotion, with the granting ascent of the mind, but you can pray out loud too if it helps your devotion more. But that comes, but see, it, it is a, a communal thing. Like if it's not the same, if my daughter, for example, is about to go into the hospital for a very difficult pregnancy and she's scared to death. It's not the same if I say to her, Abigail, 
just sit quietly for a minute. I'm going to pray in my mind over you. I'm, yeah. I'm going to ask mm-hmm. God to be with you. I'm going to pray for you silently mm-hmm. right now. It's not even the same if I say, look, hey, be assured of my prayers, honey. Bye-bye. Mm-hmm. She mm-hmm. needed, there was a time when she needed me to do what you do so well, Stacey. And that's just let the words flow from your mouth, from the Holy Spirit. And just pray to hear you voicing those prayers. Dear God, please be with her. Grant her the grace she needs. Grant her. And you just start saying it so beautifully. So can you share with us, Stacey, how do you do that? (laughs) Well, it's a gift. (laughs) You know, I, I think, I, I think that when the word, when you're in the scriptures a lot, a lot of times, like when I pray, I'm just praying scriptures. I mean, you can turn any scripture into a prayer. You know, you can go to the Psalms and just start praying them as you're reading. And then again, what's in abundance of the heart comes out the mouth, right? It says that in the word. So um, when when we go to pray, it's basically what what deposits have you put in your heart? And so a lot of times my prayers are things like, you know, um, Lord, thank you that you give your angels charge over us to protect us because that's in Psalm 91. You know, thank you, Lord, that you hear me when I call on you. You answer me. You see me. Um, Thank you, Lord, that your right hand is not too short that it can't deliver me. Thank you, Lord, that your peace passes all understanding. Lord, give us that peace today. Thank you, Lord, that you strengthen us with your joy. Um, You know, just things that I've read in, in the Bible, I can pray. And honestly, you know, I've said before that I I I think that I didn't want when we were talking about uh, um, empathy. I didn't want to be really strong in empathy, but I really think that it has helped me because I just asked the Lord to help me see the person in front of me the way He sees them, and I ask Him to pray through me. And I, a lot of times, and Pat actually taught me this. Um, you know, I can I'll say, "Come, Holy Spirit, come now, come as you wish." And just pray that the ask the Holy Spirit to pray through me. So there's just, you know, it's just surrendering. It's just surrendering to God and just allowing him to use you as a vessel when you're praying for someone else. That's mm-hmm. that's it. when you're praying for someone else. It's just allowing the Lord to flow through you. And it really is a heart issue. And like you said, if you get in there and you try to pray to sound all that in a bag of chips, <laughs> it's not. It's just that's not what we're supposed to do. It's a surrendering to God. And it is, you know, it's a sacrifice of prayer sometimes because, you know, you do get nervous or you don't know what to pray and you just have to open your mouth and trust that God's going to pray through you for that person. Um, When I was a Protestant, I was on the altar ministry team where, you know, people would come down after the service and ask for prayer. And I love prayer. I love praying for people. I love um, just being that comfort to them, the Holy Spirit comforting them through me. I don't, I'm not doing that, but you know what I'm saying? I mean, I love, I love prayer. I do. I love talking to God. I love reading the scriptures. I love spending time with him. Um, But you were saying, you were saying something a a minute ago about raising our minds, Mm -hmm. you know, and praying out loud. And, you know, it made me think there's been times where I am in that place that I talked about earlier, where I'm just kind of, struggling. Mm -hmm. And I feel like the enemy is attacking me. And I've just got all these doubt, fear and unbelief thoughts just flooding into my mind. And if I try to pray quietly, I can't get them out. But if I pray out loud, 
then I don't pay attention to those thoughts. So, I mean, there seriously are times where I wow. will walk through the house and say, I trust you, Lord. And I'm saying it out <laughs> loud because those thoughts have to go. I mean, I'll take those thoughts captive. I will say, I trust you, Lord. And when I start praying out loud, I, I will have more peace because I'm not competing with my headspace. Does that make, make sense? Yeah, no, no, I, it makes total sense. And, um, and another thing is that if you're not comfortable praying out loud um, with your kids or with your spouse or, or with a friend, I mean, you, the prayers that we have as Catholics, you know, I always say that I can, I can still pray the scriptures. I can still pray, pray a prayer of agreement with someone. I can still pray in and of my own, you know, heart. But I also have the Our Father, the Hail Mary, the Anima Christi, the Saint Michael. I have I have our prayers that we that we can pray, and you can combine them, which is beautiful. I have that's why I always say I have so much more now as a Catholic. Mm -hmm. But when I was Protestant, I would tell people start out by praying the Our Father together. You know, start out by praying that out loud together. But the church we gives us those tools. We do that every time we go to mass. We pray mm -hmm. as a great. We do pray out loud. So I encourage you in mass, please pray out loud. Get used to praying out loud. Pray when when everybody says the Our Father. Pray that out loud. Mm -hmm. Say the responses. Get used to doing that. And then in your families, just link arms and start out by praying the Our Father. If it's something that doesn't come naturally to you, just ease into it that way. Mm -hmm. That's beautiful. Well, thank you for sharing that with us, and um, and thank and just thank you for having the strong faith and the knowledge of Scripture. I mean, I, I don't think I ever put together how significant it is that we do have knowledge of Scripture, so that we we do have words. We do we do have words mm -hmm. that have that are found in God's words that are accessible to us, and we know them, and we're comfortable with them. Uh, yeah. it's it it's beautiful what you do and you have you have a gift and it's a gift that you have developed faithfully because I know you spend a lot of time reading the Bible and you spend a lot of time studying the Bible and you're invested in it and uh, that must be your secret to <laughs> <laughs> good prayer so thank thank you then for every day reminding us to spend time with the word I'm Stacy Trusenkos and I'm Stacy Farquharson until next time If you are interested in bringing Stacy and Stacy to your parish or study group for a retreat or a talk, they would love to come liven things up and keep it real. Please see stacyandstacy.site for more information. <laughs>